0: I think it's time to learn about Gilbert and Sullivan. And who better to know about that, to tell us about that, than John Dreslin, the music director for the Connecticut Gilbert and Sullivan Society. As this weekend, their society will present HMS Pinafore, or The Last That Loved a Sailor. John, good morning. Thanks for joining me today. Good to catch up with you and Gilbert and Sullivan. For starters... What is it that makes Gilbert and Sullivan's music and productions special, for that matter, unique?
1: Uh, Well, uh, I'll tell you, this is a real classic. This is one that I knew when I was a kid. Very tuneful. Uh, It's a a funny story. It's relatively short. Uh, um, The wonderful lyrics of Gilbert and uh, a very tuneful uh, score by Sullivan. Uh, it's one of these things that uh, you'll, you'll whistle the tunes all the way home. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, this, is, this is a real classic, HMS Pinafore, the lass that loved the sailor, which is a spoof, basically, of the British class system of how uh, they couldn't marry across their different classes. So it's a, it's a real charmer.
0: So, John, tell me about that lass. What are we going to learn about her when we see the show on Saturday or Sunday this weekend?
1: Well, her name, her name is Josephine. She's the daughter of the captain of the Pinafore. And she is uh, sort of engaged to marry this elderly first lord of the Admiralty, but uh, she really doesn't have any feelings for him. Uh, she's fallen in love with a common sailor you know, on, the, on board uh, the father's ship, and the ship is the HMS Pinafore. And so she's faced with this dilemma. Uh, should she uh, marry this poor sailor, or should she uh, uh, marry this uh, uh, rich and unattractive uh, uh, first lord of the admiralty? And that's basically what the plot centers around. And we have to see if uh, if love is going to win out in the end.
0: I don't know why, but I hear that story. I think of the 1972 hit song, Brandy, you're a fine girl, when I think of Josephine here. The Connecticut Gilbert and Sullivan Society. What exactly is that, and who is your membership?
1: Okay, well, uh, uh, we are dedicated to the works of Gilbert and Sullivan. If your listeners aren't familiar who they were, they were uh, uh, um, a uh, a team back in the Victorian England times, uh, uh, William Gilbert wrote the lyrics in the book and Arthur Sullivan was a, a noted composer at the time he wrote the music and our society is dedicated to uh, um, preserving and to uh, promoting their works we do one major show a year um, uh, anyone can become a member uh we have uh, all sorts of uh, donation levels but uh, uh, and if you want to take part in the show we can uh easily find you something to do. Even if you don't want to be on the stage, you can uh, help backstage, you can paint scenery, you can construct scenery, all sorts of things to do. So uh, our membership is open to everyone. As I said, we do one major show a year, um, and uh, this, this is it coming up
0: this weekend. It'll be at the Valley Regional Performing Arts Center on the campus of Valley Regional High School in Deep River Saturday and Sunday. What are the times for those performances?
1: Okay, Saturday. Uh, this Saturday we're doing two performances, uh, one uh, matinee at 2 p.m., and then we're going to be back on uh, the evening at 7.30, and then the following day, Sunday, October 16th, we will do one more matinee at 2 o'clock. And uh, we got uh, um, advanced sale discounts. Uh, we have senior discounts. We have student discounts. We have discounts for... uh uh, groups of ten or more. So, uh, if you if you would like to come and see us, uh, uh, I, I uh, advise you to order in advance so you can get a five dollar discount. And the way to do that is either on our website, which is ctgands.org. That's Connecticut G and S for Gilbert and Sullivan, but we spell out everything. So ctgands.org, or they can call. The uh, phone number at 860-554-1256. I'll repeat that. It's 860-554-1256. Or we also have a Facebook page uh, um, on the Connecticut Gilbert and Sullivan Society that uh, you can actually order uh, tickets through that. So there's all sorts of ways to get there.
0: The Connecticut Gilbert and Sullivan Society is a nonprofit organization. So all these people that are not just on stage who we'll see on Saturday and Sunday, but the ones who work behind the scenes—they're all doing it pretty much for volunteer, aren't they?
1: That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're basically a volunteer organization, and uh, um, so you know, it's it's basically your fellow community members up there. Uh, they're not. Uh, paid professionals or anything, but they still have a great deal of talent and, um, so, uh, well worth seeing and listening to. Uh, we present with a, a full orchestra, a uh, very professional sounding orchestra. And for the added bonus for people like me who are sort of hard of hearing, um, we also offer, uh, super titles. Uh, so, uh, the lyrics will be uh, projected above the stage while the uh, songs are being sung. So uh, you'll be able to catch all of Gilbert's wonderful lyrics.
0: John, is that hearing loss caused by years of you cranking up the volume on Gilbert and Sullivan music?
1: No, that's caused because I was a dentist for 45 years, and uh, <laughs> think that drove me deaf.
0: <laughs> what, the drills?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah very high-pitched. Uh, back then, we didn't re- wear any kind of uh, hearing protection. and uh, So, um, yeah, I, I kind of think, if anything, I had to do with that. I don't think it had to do with Mike Gilbert and Sullivan.
0: So, John, when people see the show on Saturday and or Sunday, what will they be seeing you doing? Will you be, like, in charge of the music?
1: Well, actually, this year I'm assistant music director, and uh, so they won't see me. Uh, I will be back in the projection booth because I'm going to be running the Supertitles. That's what I'm going to be doing. So you have a new music director, Karen Chicone. Uh, uh used to be a music teacher for many years at the East Lime High School, um, but she also was um, uh, a teacher at many other. Uh, schools in the area, such as St. Bernard's, and uh, she's she's very good, very talented, and uh, we have her paired up with uh, um, a fellow uh, who has recently gotten his doctorate um, in in musical uh, direction, and uh, uh, he has just come back from directing the whole season of the Ohio Light Opera Company, which uh, also does a lot of Gilbert and Sullivan Society. I mean, Gilbert and Sullivan Productions. So uh, he, he is uh, well versed in Gilbert and Sullivan and uh, has done a wonderful job of directing.
0: I don't know a lot of people who talk about being big fans of Gilbert and Sullivan, but what was it, John, in the first place that floated your boat about? Gilbert and Sullivan.
1: Yeah, you know, the the funny thing is uh, it was HMS Pinafore that got me hooked on it. Um, When I was uh, a boy uh, in grade school, I went to the library and I happened to see this book that had the simplified music from uh, HMS Pinafore and all sorts of nice uh, illustrations and a simplified story and I brought that home and uh, played through the music and uh, said, hey, this this stuff's really good and then... uh, had my father bring me down to uh, New York City where the uh, visiting uh, troupe from England uh, that time was the most prominent ones who did Gilbert and Sullivan. Dorley Card Opera Company were pre- presenting pinafore. so it was actually one of the first live stage performances I ever saw too and uh, I was extremely impressed really really uh, I was hooked. Ever since then, and from then I moved on to the other ones, the other ones that are very popular are, are the Mikado and uh, Pirates of Penzance and such like that, but altogether there's there's 14 of these things, and they're, they're all very good. But uh, uh, HMS Pidifor is a really good one to start with, because uh, it's simple, it's funny, it's tuneful, uh, and it's a real family show, family delight. Uh, kids will love it as well as adults.
0: Gilbert and Sullivan, the Victoria era, Victorian era theatrical partnership of W. S. Gilbert and the composer Arthur Sullivan. They jointly created fourteen comic operas between eighteen seventy one and eighteen ninety six. Tell me more about the comic part. Is this the kind of production on Saturday and Sunday, John, that people will be laughing out loud while they're watching the production?
1: I hope they will. They they certainly should. Um there's some really funny stuff going on you know there's, uh um uh, the first lord of the admiralty uh, has never been to sea, and he has this very uh funny song that's saying how he got there basically being working his way up through the political system and uh, uh he explains to the audience, well, you know, if you ever want to be the the top man at the Admiralty, here's how you do it. You don't go to sea; you just work politics. So it's very, very relevant, actually, to our own times too. So uh, that's one thing. Then there we have uh, 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 a, a, a misshapen sailor called Dick Dedeye and uh, he is the, actually the only one who makes any sense in the show, and because of that, everybody hates him. So. there's a lot of of funny situations.
0: Tell me about the partnership of Gilbert and Sullivan. Were they funny guys? They must have been if they wrote funny stuff. But what was it like? What was the chemistry like between the two of them as they wrote these plays?
1: Um, Well, uh, you know, at this time, they were getting along great. Um, This was the fourth one that they wrote and uh, as I said, uh, they wrote a total of 14, but uh, eventually uh, they uh, they drifted apart because uh, Sullivan, as I said, was a a very serious composer, and uh, he thought that uh, um, writing this comic uh, simplified stuff was beneath him, and so that eventually led to a big quarrel, and they they eventually broke up, but uh, at this point, um, they were working hand in glove. They were like the uh, Rogers and Hammerstein of the Lerner and Lowe of, of their generation.
0: I was about to ask what, in today's vernacular, would be similar to Gilbert and Sullivan. But did Rogers and Hammerstein and Lerner and Lowe have the kind of comedy aspect that Gilbert and Sullivan wrote about?
1: Oh yeah, uh, you know most of, most of the people who write musicals these days uh, uh, testify to the influence that Gilbert and Sullivan had on their own styles. Um, um, actually, I think there's there's more comedy in uh, in Gilbert and Sullivan there uh, than there are in some of the later ones. You know, uh, especially uh, these days, a lot of the musicals uh, uh, seem to. Uh, uh, Deal with more serious subjects. Uh, Gilbert and Sullivan is is completely farce. It's like uh, if I had a uh, modern one might be something like Funny Thing Happened to a, on the Way to the Forum, which is, is you know is, is strictly comedy. Um, whereas uh... whereas of course things like Hamilton the West Side Story are not very comic at all. They're they're more serious. So. Uh, Gilbert Sullivan is is actually much lighter entertainment, and uh, um, you don't have to deal with any profound uh, uh, subjects.
0: Now, if I understand correctly, the HMS Pinafore is a ship. It is a boat. How does the Connecticut Gilbert and Sullivan Society portray a ship on stage? Oh, well,
1: we've pretty much uh, built a cutaway of a ship on the stage. Uh, it's uh, it's a really nice set, um, and uh, you're basically uh, set on the quarterdeck of the warship, which is the HMS Pinafore, which itself is a spoof on what how the British used to name their warships. So they used to have very furious, uh, uh, very uh, uh, warlike, bellicose names, you know, like... Uh, uh, well like war spite things like that and uh, pinafore, of course is a woman's dress so here's this warship uh, named after a woman's dress so that in itself is a bit of a spoof but uh yeah the set uh, is uh, very much uh, the set uh, of the quarter deck of warship uh, i was talking to our set designer yesterday because uh, Sure enough, the set we're using this time, this is its fifth outing, <laughs> uh, so uh, the set was actually used originally back in the uh, oh, 1980s when they built it, but uh, every now and then, about every 10 years, we do pinafore and trot out the set, and it's it's worn well, and it's one of the nicest sets actually uh, that we have in our whole repertoire, so... Uh, very, very uh, realistic portrayal
0: of a shipboard. And John, inquiring minds want to know, with you being the assistant music director for this production, is there a selection, is there a song in HMS Pinafore that you like the best? Is there like a real showstopper in this play?
1: Uh, yeah, there's, there is one. Uh, it's called The Bell Trio, Never Mind Why and Wherefore, which is... Uh, um, uh, So it's it's so peppy and all, we usually wind up doing an encore, too. Um, A couple other songs that were popular when I was a kid, everybody seemed to know them, was I Am the Captain of the Pinafore. And then there's the song that the First Lord of the Admiralty sings called When I Was a Lad, which, uh, as I said, tells how he climbed from uh, uh, obscurity up to being First Lord of Admiralty, by just uh, plain politics. Uh, Those—that's uh, a—that's a very popular song. A lot of people know um, quotes from that. A lot of people uh, know the quotes from uh, the captain's song, where he says he's never sick at sea, and the crew asks, "What never?" and he answers, "No, never." And the crew asks again, "What never?" and he says, "Well, hardly ever." So that—that's a pretty famous quote right there.
0: The Connecticut Gilbert and Sullivan Society, staging HMS Pinafore, or The Last That Loved a Sailor, this Saturday at 2 and 7.30 and Sunday at 2 p.m. at the Valley Regional Performing Arts Center on the campus of Valley Regional High School in Deep River. Information at ctgns.org. Obviously, all one word, the first part of that, CTG and s.org. And John, do you anticipate that tickets will be on sale at the door? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a
1: fairly big auditorium. And even though we have a good following, uh, um, I don't anticipate that Drew, there won't be tickets available. So if uh, if you're just on the spur of the moment, come on down. We'll, you'll be able to get a good seat.
0: All right, John Dreslin with the Connecticut Gilbert and Sullivan Society discussing HMS Pinafore this morning on 14 WILI Willimanic at 95.3 FM.